we gather on this special night to remember and celebrate how much God loves us. To think that a baby boy born in a stable is revealed as the hope of the world. No prestige or privilege, no social media or political power, just a baby in a manger. And yet, he turned B.C. into A.D. He disrupts and redirects human history. He fulfills God's promises to redeem his creation. He's the most famous name around the globe, and he's inspired the most read book ever written. In him, heaven and earth are reunited. Salvation is proclaimed to all who believe in him and receive him as Savior and Lord. It's a fresh start, a new day, a better tomorrow because he is with us. Freedom for the captives, new eyes and ears and hearts and minds for all who welcome him. We can hold our heads up high because he calls us his beloved. We can walk through this world knowing we are never alone because he is with us and for us. Every boy and girl, woman and man is welcomed home in the Savior's love. So light up that Christmas tree, turn up the music, surround yourself with memories past, and make memories the present moment. This is the night we celebrate the greatest news and the greatest gift the world has ever known. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to La Jolla Community Church. Merry Christmas.
those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with angels, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
may be seated. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I may too go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Chelsea's day. 
Christmas. We uh, welcome you and all the people who are out on the patio uh, watching it live streaming in every pub and sports bar in, in uh, San Diego. <laughs> Say hello to all the people out in Humphreys, everybody. So you're all welcome into this service. Thank you for being here. Thank you for this fantastic music. Uh, wonderful. And whoever wrote that script is so inspiring, isn't it? Oh, it's the Bible. That's right. We're here to celebrate uh, something really wonderful tonight. A baby. We're here to celebrate the birth of a baby. Um, but it's not that really big of a deal, is it? I mean, there's something like, I don't know, what is it? 4.6 births every second. 277 births every minute. 16,666 births every hour. This year, 400,000 babies will be born. 100 and nuts is around the world today, 400 babies. 400,000 babies. This year, 
around the world, 146 million babies have been born. It just happens every day. We've become pretty used to just saying, yeah, yeah, Jesus, God, came into the world as a baby. Because we believe every birth is precious and every life counts for sure. So God came into the world like every other baby. But of course this baby, Jesus, is like no other baby ever born. In fact, the prophet Isaiah, writing in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, says it this way. He tells us about the God who saves. Uh, likewise, he mentions him as our Emmanuel in another passage, God with us. He says, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Let me break that down for you. For to us a child is born proclaims Jesus' humanity. Not God impersonating a human being. God in the flesh. To us the Son is given proclaims Jesus' divinity. Not just a wonderful extra special human baby. God in the flesh. The government will be on his shoulders proclaims Jesus' lordship and authority. There's no higher power. On heaven, in heaven, or on earth. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, proclaim Jesus' wisdom, power, compassion, and justice. All those things, common qualities we hope of every leader, none, none bear them like he did and own them like he does. In the midst of the ordinary, God does the unexpected and the extraordinary. That's why we're gathered here tonight. We would gather if a family member or a friend was having a baby, we'd want to be there to celebrate. But people who don't know each other sitting next to each other tonight, all around the world saying something special is worth celebrating. And it brings the world together like nothing else. I mean, the World Cup came so close. <laughs> but nothing touches this in terms of bringing people together. Every baby brings something the world needs. Uh, that's our expectation, isn't it? Uh, my baby, our baby is going to change the world, make it better. But this baby came to save the world. Every baby is precious. No other baby was qualified. Who expected that? Nobody. That's part of what draws us in around the proverbial campfire to say, tell me this one more time. Who expected this? Israel expected a priestly Messiah king restoring them to power. They expected somebody who was going to give back to them what was rightfully theirs. They couldn't wait. It was going to be so great. The Romans won't even know what hit them. We'll be back in the saddle. Where we belong. But Jesus came as the Savior, the suffering servant. Yes, he was a priest, he was a prophet, he was a king, he was the Messiah. But he came sacrificially restoring them to God. He wasn't what they expected, and he isn't today. That's why so many folks would say, you know, it's nice and everything, but I just, I don't buy it, I don't believe it. 
Yeah, it's because you don't expect it. You've already assumed it couldn't happen, it didn't happen, it won't happen. Why get all excited about it? Just be disappointed. Another well-intentioned, self-promoting leader coming and then going. He's so exceptionally unexpected and extraordinary, he still confounds us as only God can. And if you're sitting here tonight saying, well, I'm not buying it, I don't believe it. I would just challenge you, gently, respectfully, challenge you to open the Bible and read it. And it's going to be like you're going to hear this voice saying to you, come a little closer. I've got something to tell you. Not just about what happened and who I am, but who you are and what I want to do in your life. So what are the unexpected events in your life? We all have them. Some good, some bad. Some change our lives for the better. Some set us back for the worse. Some you're still building on, others you're trying to recover from. Of course, the best unexpected events are those that move us deeply with joy and delight. We just didn't see it coming, and it catches us off guard. This week, Megan and Nick surprised us with unexpected news of great joy. And Janet and I can't wait until June to welcome their baby into the world. Great expectations. But what if we let go of our expectations and simply welcome this baby as a gift from God? Why don't we do that with the Christ child? Let go of the expectations and just say, who are you? What have you come to do? Like every baby, you've come into the world, but there's something else about you. We have hopes, we have dreams, but what if we simply prepare ourselves to accept the gift that God offers us and that we celebrate at Christmas? Well, like anything in in human life, we can game things, we can abuse things, we can obscure things, and we've certainly done that with Christmas. But don't let that stop you from, from focusing on the essential, eternal message that this night represents. It's not poetic, it's not figurative, it's the truth come into the world as a baby. He's the interesting, here's the interesting thing about God unexpectedly coming into the world of Jesus. We expect him to fit into our small understanding of who we think he is or should be. If we're honest, we'll say, yeah. Which Jesus do you prefer? Your version, a different cultural version? Or are we willing to maybe for even just a moment let go of all that and say, what is the version that's presented to us on God's authority through God's word? Because the people who first were aware of his birth weren't sure what they thought about it or how they felt about it. But as they got a closer look, they were compelled to say, I am so thankful to know that this baby is in the world and that this baby grew up into the man he became and saved the world, is saving the world. Why do we ignore him or get angry with him? Because he doesn't meet our expectations. He doesn't meet our expectations. What does he do if he doesn't meet our expectations? What's the point of him coming if he doesn't meet our expectations? His job is to make us happy, isn't it? I'm not happy. He's not doing his job. But what if something else is going on? 
that we need to take a new, fresh look at. That maybe he came to right-size our expectations. Maybe he came to put our expectations in alignment with reality, with God's original plan and purpose for this world and our part in it. And then I think we discover he's more than we ever imagined or hoped for. He's better than any expectations we could have projected onto him or assumed from him. He blows them away. C.S. Lewis said, it's not that we ask for too much, it's that we ask for too little because we don't know of whom we're asking. So we ask for trivialities when he wants to give us treasure, the treasure of life in him now and forever. He speaks with authority. He acts with compassion. He confronts evil. He welcomes us all. He delivers unexpected love and grace to everyone willing to receive it on his terms by faith. Coming with an open heart and an open mind and open hands saying, Lord, fill me with what you want to put in my heart, in my mind, and in these hands. He delivers us from afflictions and addictions and fills us with peace. He rehabilitates us and restores us to what we're meant to be. Not perfect, but alive in Him. He welcomes us into a life of promise and purpose, giving us power to persevere, to push through. Not because we're so great or so courageous or so brave, but because He is with us. And he's leading the way. We ask for comfort and convenience, but he offers us courage to face our fears. And what does he say? Don't be afraid. I am with you. It's scary, but I am with you. He knows what we need and what the world needs from us. In a sense, the baby that our Parents hope that we would be to make a difference in the world actually happens because of him. He doesn't protect us from life. He's in the thick of it with us, giving us life. He uses life circumstances to reveal and prepare us for what we can't see or understand yet. The Apostle John, one of his disciples, said it this way, In him was life, and that life was the light of all humankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. We try to block the light, and just when we think it's all blotted out, it peeks through, it sneaks through. Through all the cracks and the crevices in this world. And it it intrigues us, and it annoys us, until we stop to say, what is this light revealing? What do you do with a God like that? Well, you welcome him. You worship him. You learn to walk with him. Instead of resisting him, you say, okay, I get that you're inviting me, calling me into a relationship with you. Why would I resist the living God when I can relate to him? And best of all, he keeps breaking us out of the boxes that we stuff him into. And better than that even, He keeps breaking us out of the boxes that we stuff ourselves into. He busts us out of those things. And at first we're scared. Well, this is what I know. This is what I'm comfortable with. This is what I've carefully constructed. 
These are these circumstances I've become accustomed to. And he says, now I've got more for you. I've got better for you. So here's the beautiful, amazing truth about Christmas that moves us to celebrate. God has come into the world to deliver us into a new life made possible only by his presence in it. He wants to shape us by his love. And there's no one like him because no one else could do what he came to do for you and me. Instead of being embarrassed about that or ashamed of that or saying, oh, gee, sorry, just me. He wants you simply to show up and say, hey, it's me. Thank you. I'm here. Let's go. So in the midst of our busy lives, we pause for a moment like right now. A moment of calm to savor the Savior. And if you've been far from him, this is a chance to come back and say, okay, I forgot how good it is to be in his presence among his people. If it's new to you, a little bit awkward, you don't know the words of the songs, you're not quite sure what to do, uh, this is that moment when you can say, okay, maybe this is the first day of my new relationship with the living God. On that holy night, Mary and Joseph marveled at what the Lord had done. They were the first to have an inkling as to what God was doing. But even then, they were still getting used to it. And that's what the angel and the heavenly army proclaimed with great fanfare. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And since that night, the whole world has been invited to enjoy the things that those first people enjoyed. The wonder and awe of the living God come into this world that we might be alive, alive in Him. So draw close to Him and bask in His holy light. His favor rests on you. You might not believe that. I'm going to say it again. His favor rests on you and you and you and you. You, I'm thinking, no, on you, everybody. His favor rests on everybody here. It's not because you've earned it. This is not a trophy award ceremony. This is a big announcement, a proclamation. His favor rests on you. Lean into it. Open your life to it. Start to understand it. It'll change everything you do. It might not change what you do. It will change how you do it and how you see yourself in the midst of doing it. We're going to receive an offering right now, and here's what the offering is. It's you. Uh, if you'd like to make a contribution, you can do that as you walk out. There's some baskets there. You can uh, you know, dissolve all your funds and mail them in later this week. Or whatever you want to do that way, is we welcome. But this is an offering for, for you to offer yourself to God. And you can hear a song about how people see Him. And let those words reflect and sink into your heart and your mind. Here's the last verse. I'll give you a heads up as to what's coming. Oh, lay aside each earthly thing, and with your heart as offering, come worship now the infant king. It's love that's born tonight.
Lord Jesus, we thank you for the, that your love was born and came into this world in a way that has been completely transformational. And though the darkness and the dark forces of this world and of the high heavenly places attempt to crush it or distort it or destroy it or to discourage us from receiving it, we thank you, Lord, that your love prevails. Your light shines through. That your Holy Spirit is wooing us and calling us into a transformational relationship with you. That you want to change us and restore families and marriages and friendships and communities and countries. You alone can bring peace on earth and goodwill to people on whom your favor rests. And so Lord we offer ourselves to you even as we receive your favor as a gift of grace. And in your name we pray. Amen.
blessings. Okay, you may be seated. Now, I'd like every 10-year-old's attention. Actually, I'd like the 10-year-old and everybody here to pay attention. Uh, this is a candle, and this is a flame. And so we're going live fire right now. Uh, this is such a wonderful part of this service, as long as you don't go home with wax all over you. It gets, we want to be able to worship the Lord and not be thinking about, oh no. So you're going to hold your candle like this. And, and if you want to light it, you're going to find somebody whose candle is lit, and you're going to go like this and then turn it like that. But if your candle is lit, you're just going to leave it, and somebody's going to be able to take the light from your candle. So that's what we're going to do as we sing this beautiful song. And on the last uh, verse of that, we're going to stand, and you'll be able to raise your candles to the Lord. So here we go. Let's uh, worship the Lord together singing this beautiful, beautiful song.
this tonight, we invite you to go out and enjoy some refreshments on your way to wherever you're going next. Uh, we pray that you have a fantastic uh, Christmas Eve and a wonderful Christmas celebration. We invite you to join us on Sunday, January 8th. We're going to have a big brunch, a uh, big kickoff the new year time here. Love you to be a part of that. Uh, if I don't see you then, there's always Easter. If not, happy, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know we're thinking of you. <laughs> and we'll see you back here next year. In the meantime, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you because he loves you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us all, giving us everything we need to walk in newness and fullness of life with him, both now and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. A wonderful Merry Christmas to you and yours. God bless you. As you extinguish your candles, you can leave them in the, in the uh, uh, vestibules. They will go out that narthex area, uh, drop them in the trash on your way out.